You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios, man. The local, the state, the national, covering down on all the issues. And like that dude just said a moment ago, solid conservative and just plain right. Well, it is Monday, actually a beautiful Monday after the rain we had this weekend that was like at epic levels. But uh, beautiful Monday and Boomer's on the board. Hey, buddy. Hey. How are you? I'm awesome. Great weekend, other than the rain, of course. But, but now, now we're here. I'm ready. I'm ready to listen and hear about what you have to talk about today. <laughs> well, thank you for <laughs> thank you for being so gracious. Um, hey, but uh, you got big doings today after the show. Oh, big doings big, today! Big little doings. man has baseball tryouts. Boomer Bud, little Boomer Bud's got baseball tryouts <laughs> today. That is so awesome. It's gonna be great. He's five years old. Five years five old. Five years old. Little guy baseball. That's oh, just the best. It's, it's just fun to watch. It is fun to watch. <laughs> Uh, we got a good, we got a great show lined up for you. So three o'clock today, you're going to want to stay tuned because Alabama's new Secretary of State Wes Allen will be on the phone. Going to talk about some things that are happening in the world of elections. I'm calling that one "Election Matters," which I'll get to in a moment on the Triple Dipper. But yeah, Wes Allen, he came in and immediately began uh, being called an election denier by the uh, by the liberal media. And, uh, and pulled out of the uh, Soros-backed uh, system called ERIC. We'll talk about that at 3 o'clock with Secretary of State Wes Allen. In the meantime, that Triple Dipper is full of stuff, so hit it, bud. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right, the Triple Dipper. Three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know. Number one, leading up to the conversation with Secretary of State Wes Allen, election matters. Have you heard... What happened in D.C.? So the D.C. City Council, they passed a resolution seeking to allow the opportunities to vote for non-citizens. Yeah. And now Congress is involved. So lots of things happening in different states. That one's top of the list. And we'll talk about that and more with Secretary of State Wes Allen uh, at 3 o'clock. The first one, election matters. All right, number two, balloon wars. Got to talk about it because, daggum, y'all, this is, this is getting weirder by the day. And we're waiting right now because allegedly the Secretary of Defense is going to make remarks uh, very soon. But it would occur to me that, you know, I don't know, call me silly, but it seems like the Commander-in-Chief ought to be the one at the microphone right now. The Commander-in-Chief ought to be the one saying, hey, we have had fighter jets shooting things down over the continental United States for the first time in the history of the United States, and here's what's up. But right now, President Biden is nowhere to be seen. But we'll talk about all of that and how it's impacting our relationship with China Number two in the Triple Dipper, balloon wars. And then number three, this is just maddening. I, got, I call this segment Killing the Burbs. I'm calling it Killing the Burbs because there's an Obama regulation rescinded by Trump, reenacted by the um, Biden administration that has now become true regulatory burden on society. They are literally saying that they want to do away with the suburbs. They're going to make sure that you don't, you're not allowed to move out there where you can run your fingers through the, uh, the grass and you know, play with your kids in the front yard. No, no, no. It's important that they have equity plans on file for every community in the nation as to how they intend to provide housing opportunities everywhere to include in the suburbs. How does that even work? 
Anyway, we'll talk about it. Number three, killing the burbs. All right, listen, um, let me flip over here to my monologue, and I'm going to start off by telling a story that I've probably told before because I've, I've done like 300 monologues now in the last year and a half, literally. Um, but years ago, um, when I was young and full of energy, I like to say, I pursued one of my dreams to become an Army Ranger. So in 1991, I went to the U.S. Army Ranger School. It was, you know, everything that I ever dreamed and feared that it would be. Mind, body, and soul put through the ringer for weeks on end. I lost over 30 pounds while I was there. Charlene got to see me during one eight-hour cycle break, and she just cried when she saw me. I was a mess. During the swamp phase, I was actually hospitalized for a few days. My legs had swollen up to the point that my boots wouldn't even lace anymore. The doc said it was what he wrote down in the file, because it's complications due to malnutrition and frostbite. All right. All I know is my ranger buddy and I were both put in the infirmary, and we were thrilled just to be laying there in clean sheets. But the orderly, this, this young E-4 specialist, he was having none of it. He basically walked in the room with two of us lieutenants laying there in, these, in the bed in the infirmary. He walked in with his chest all puffed out, and he said something to the effect of, you're still in the course. No TV, no snacks, no nothing. You get well, you get out. Roger that, specialist. We didn't care. We were miserable, but we weren't in the swamps miserable, so whatever. But they had let me make one call to Charlene to tell her what was going on, and she called the family. And the next thing I knew, that orderly came in. He said, uh, hey, uh, LT, there's a Colonel Williams on the phone for you. Oh, that's my dad. Oh, oh, your dad's a colonel. So I hobbled out there, and I talked to my dad. Twenty minutes later, he came back in and goes, there's a, there's a General McBride on the phone for you? Oh, it's my granddad. Oh, your dad's a colonel and your granddad's a general? Yeah. So I hobbled out of bed again and I talked to my grandfather. And I, the last thing I remember my grandfather saying to me was, boy, let me talk to that specialist again. <laughs> so I handed him the phone. Now, I have no idea what my grandfather actually said, but the next thing I know, my ranger buddy and I are shocked to have that orderly come wheeling a TV in the room looking like someone just shot his dog. He said, uh, yeah, so you guys looked pretty bored. Um, so I thought I'd bring in this TV. And, hey, I'm headed over to the shopette. You guys want something to eat or drink? Well, there was this pause where my buddy is staring at me like I had magical powers or something and me not knowing what to say. And then it hit me. Darn right I was hungry. Yeah, I said, I'll take a Snickers bar and a Coke. It was the best candy bar I ever ate. And honestly, nothing really changed. The course was still soul-crushing hard. I made it through the next cycle in the swamp phase. I went on to the desert phase. I eventually pinned on my tab. I became another faceless ranger student just slogging his way to the goal of pinning on that ranger tab. But for just a few minutes, somebody threw me a lifeline. Not a handout, mind you, but a hand up. A brief respite, a breath catcher. The sense that it was going to work out. You see, there's a vast difference between throwing somebody a lifeline during a hard moment as opposed to rescuing them repeatedly to the extent that they have no sense of personal capability. It reminds me that just the other day I saw that one of those videos has gone viral again. I saw it. Several friends saw it. All God's children saw it. It was a young man on TikTok who was obviously still living in his mommy's basement, opining in all sincerity that it's time for our nation to do its part and implement a basic guaranteed income and permanent government-run health care because, because he doesn't want to work. So let me repeat that for you, because I'm sure there's those of you hearing that statement and questioning whether you heard me right. Yes, he wants someone from the government to give him an allowance so he can have some folding money. And yes, he wants someone from the government to give him some health care coverage, just because. And he went on to say in his video with all sincerity that he's tired of being told he needs to go to work. 
In his words, quote, what if I have no desire to achieve anything? No one should be trying to force me to be an achiever. Okay, somehow I think he's already met that goal. He's decidedly in the non-achiever status. There's an old saying, though, that it's far better to give someone a hand up than a hand out, like I said earlier, and I agree with that. I have never minded the idea of giving someone a boost or a bridge to get over a hurdle, but the idea of paying someone to be a complete non-achiever is antithetical to the American dream. In fact, it is antithetical to common sense. And to do so on any kind of a large scale is the downfall of any society. I read just this morning that the next month, that next month the state of Illinois is going to revert its food stamps program, the SNAP program, back to pre-pandemic levels. Really? Finally? Many of you recall that until late 2021, there were people who were often being paid so much in enhanced unemployment compensation, they found it more lucrative not to work. It was not uncommon to see unemployment checks from the government exceeding $2,500 a month or more. And depending upon which state you lived in, you may have seen folks getting more than that with the state and federal benefits stacking on top of traditional unemployment benefits by adding an additional $300 to $600 per week, per week. So basically, based on the above, a New Yorker back then who was working a regular job before getting unemployed could get up to 59 weeks of benefits based on traditional unemployment insurance. That's over a year of unemployment compensation. Why? Because they said they were scared to go to work. And all the different benefits added up, with including additional benefits for medical care based on New York State's high unemployment rate. Yeah, well, I got news. A society cannot long live that way. There is no means by which one can instill productivity or the desire to achieve. But what we can do is remove the ability to fund a lack of productivity or the lack of a desire to achieve. Again, I don't mind a hand up. I have a friend who I greatly admire. She went through a bad divorce. She found herself as a single mom with no prospects. She and her son had no choice but to live in public housing. And she worked by day and she took coursework by night and she became a successful paralegal working for a law firm. But she was not content to stop there. She took additional courses at night, got her realtor's license. And she owns her own real estate practice and she has other realtors working for her. She's the epitome of what a hand up is supposed to be. A bridge to overcome a hurdle a chance to catch your breath, because sometimes that's what's needed. But our society will crumble under its own weight if we continue to support the idea that one can be paid for just doing nothing. I don't care if that slacker living in mommy's basement chooses to live a life of fallow and unremarkable existence. If he and his mommy are okay with that, that's on them. But those of us who get up every day and sweat and toil and labor to achieve our dreams should not be in the position of supporting their tepid and apathetic lifestyles. Get busy living or get busy dying, I heard somebody say. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, there you have it. A lifeline, a hand up, not a handout. And, and that's, that's the key is you, you give somebody the opportunity to get over the hurdle, or in my case, just to catch my breath for a minute, and then you move on. That's what's so necessary. But what we're seeing too often right now is that we are breeding a generation of people that believe that they should ask with their hand out and receive nothing back in return. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid and conservative and just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Um, we got some good stuff laid on for you. You're going to be getting into the next uh, part, first part of the Triple Dipper here in a moment about elections. It's crazy what's happening in some places, and, and yet in others, there's the common sense application of just, you know, hey, let's make sure they're clean and fresh and everybody's transparent. But, you know, that's scary for some people. Um, there's that. Also, by the way, I'll be trying to look, uh, look up the, the details, but just a moment ago, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin uh, just delivered comments regarding the uh, multiple shootdowns of what are now just being referred to as unidentified objects. Yeah. And I, 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 Boomer, you've heard, I mean, we talked about it earlier, that uh, they shot down two more this weekend. Oh, right. Uh, and we still haven't heard anything until today. Yeah, one was over Canada. It flew in over Alaska into Canadian airspace. We coordinated with the Canadians and then took it down. And then another one got taken down. It was first sighted. There was an anomaly apparently over Montana. When they, when they you know, scrambled fighters, they couldn't find anything. But then later on, it was sighted again over Michigan, and they shot it down over Lake Huron, one of the Great Lakes. So wow. uh, just, just crazy. I mean, so a little perspective on this. Um, we don't know what these are. I mean, the Pentagon is trying to say these did not pose what they called a dynamic threat, uh, meaning it was more like a static threat, meaning there's something happening, but we don't know that it's going to be causing any physical harm to the United States. But you know what? It's still, it's still something. But here's the part that really gets me, and this is the part that cannot be downplayed, is that perhaps in the first time, oh, ever, things are being shot down by fighter planes over the skies of the United States four times in the last 10 days. Four times. Nine days, actually. Mm. So nine, nine days now, we've had four events where they're actually scrambling fighter aircraft who are then using lethal force to down something. And they're not really talking about what... And where's the president, by the way? I mean, this, is, this is infuriating to me. You're going to launch fighter jets to shoot down something, and the president is nowhere to be seen. What the frick? I mean, that's not leadership. So, yeah, I got I to gotta burn under my saddle about that because the, the reality is he owns this. I don't care if his military's handling it. I don't care if the Secretary of Defense made statements a few moments ago. The President of the United States of America is the one authorizing the use of lethal force by the U.S. military over sovereign soil, and he needs to speak to it. It's, it's not too much to ask. Well, maybe it is. Who knows? Um, but this is, this is just to me, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to be on a soapbox here for a minute, but this is to me just further evidence that he has never led anything in his whole life, ever, nothing. I'm not even sure he's led his family, to be honest with you. He's never led a thing in his whole life. He has had the luxury of 40 years in Washington, D.C. with what I call rhetoric without responsibility. He's been able to go to the podium, yell all he wanted to, make a scene, and then step away and not own it, and let somebody else have to own it. But now he's the chief executive. Now he's the boss. Now he's the decision maker, allegedly. And now he has to own the results. And you can tell he's not used to it. So here we are shooting stuff down over the United States. Uh, and we got a president that's nowhere to be seen. Uh, text lines are open, by the way. I'm switching gears on you. 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. We're going we're gonna to get all kinds of comments. We already had some commentary. Um, 
we got uh, Susan from Elkmont. She said that she heard that, I assume she's joking. She said someone suggested that the shoot down this weekend were drones from the future bringing us a warning. <laughs> and I, I responded back, I think if they have the ability to travel through time, they could be more effective at giving us whatever warning they had. Just saying, yeah, so you're going to travel through time and launch a balloon. I just, no, I don't see it. Um, Brian from Huntsville, with regards to my monologue, says uh, a lifeline is an embracement, not an enablement. Well said, sir. Um, Alif Mathen says, newsflash, if you don't work, you don't eat. It worked in Jamestown. It can work again. I get it. Um, Jamie from uh, Hartzell, hunger is a great motivator. Uh, yes, it is. Um, 2 Thessalonians 3.10, she quotes, she said, uh, even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Um, there you go. Thank you, Jamie. Appreciate it. Uh, Frank from Huntsville. See, we've got a long text here. Hang on a second. Um, he says he read an article today that said the reason they have found more objects is because they enhanced the radar to start looking for smaller objects like the balloon. So it makes me wonder how many times something has flown over undetected. I, I would anticipate that this has happened multiple times in the past and we just didn't know it. Um, now that they're looking back and finding anomalies, uh, and, 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 but unconfirmed anomalies in the past, uh, I'm going to say this probably happened multiple times in the past. And the fact that uh, China uh, felt emboldened to send a 200-foot balloon toting a 1,000-pound payload with solar array um, and let's let it fly over the entire United States, uh, I'm pretty sure that wasn't their first stab at it. I, I'm thinking that they probably, uh, they probably had the opportunity to do this in the past and thought, why not, man, launch the big one. Uh, John from Huntsville, UFOs taking over the world. Thank you, John. Uh, Scott from Russellville, Biden is a classic example of pigeon chess. Move the pieces at random, crap all over the board, declare victory. <laughs> pigeon chess. I've never heard of pigeon chess. Rita from Scottsboro says, I disagree with you, Phil. You said the president's never led anything in his life. That's not true. He led the downfall of the United States. Woo! Rita. All right, folks. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Number one of the Triple Dipper, Election Matters. Y'all stay tuned. side ruffians out there you are listening to right side radio solid conservative just plain right and we are back phil williams right side radio solid conservative and just plain Right. I'm talking we cover down on some ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama, way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gaza, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. Um, how fast did I say that? That's, that's like almost down to my disclaimer uh, speed. It's almost disclaimer speed. You're right. <laughs> uh, all right. Number one of the triple dipper here, uh, elections matter, or should I call it election matters? Either way, it's the same. Um 
So I'm going to talk through some things that are happening. So, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think before, I mean, it's, let me back up. Phil, use your words. So, so when I was in the state legislature, we passed the, the, um, the photo ID requirement for voting. Oh, it was apocalyptic. Oh, my God. Cats and dogs living together. It was chaos. No, it wasn't. Not at all. Secretary of State Merrill did a great job of mobilizing his own staff. He actually set up, he, he, would, he would go out to communities, advertise that they were coming, and set up a mobile site where if you didn't already have a photo ID, they'd give you one. You didn't even have to pay for it. He, would, he even said that if someone says they don't have one, we will send somebody to their house. They registered more voters, and we had a seamless uh, effort at the polls. And it's never suppressed anybody. So we did that when I was in office. I was proud to be a part of it. But then here's the thing. Other states right now are still of the mind that anything you do to make voter in, or election integrity, um, you know, a little more defined, that it's in some way a suppressive opportunity. You're, you're in some way impugning someone's rights to vote. How? Well, then you get into places like Washington, D.C., Oh, my soul. So, Charlene hates it when I say that, by the way. Oh, my soul. soul. I like saying, oh, my soul. Anyway, (laughs) she's going to give me the business now when I get home. Story here on ABC News, one of several I could have chosen, but I chose ABC. House votes to block two D.C. bills, drawing some local outrage and calls for statehood. Here's the thing, y'all. Story dated last week. I think it's Thursday, February 9th. The city council of Washington, D.C. does not have the same level of sovereignty as a state legislature. They're not a state. They're a district. They have an entirely different realm under the law. And, and Congress has the final say over certain things that they do. Um, <laughs> and the city council of Washington, D.C. thinks it's a great idea to give non-citizens the right to vote in D.C. elections. What the heck? Do you know who all lives and works in D.C.? Yeah, so basically everybody at the Chinese consulate can go vote? Does that make sense to anybody else? Well, apparently it makes sense to the city council in D.C. So story on ABC News, after months of contention, which began shortly after the midterm elections, the House, led by the Republican majority, voted Thursday to prevent a, local, a pair of local Washington, D.C. bills from going into effect. Now, they went ahead and said, led by the Republican majority, Let me just be clear. 42 Democrats joined the Republicans to vote this thing down because at least some of them are not crazy. Um, Yeah, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy did indeed urge all his colleagues to approve the resolutions disapproving of the measure. In his words on the floor, he says, under the Constitution, Congress, not the city council, has the final say over the laws governing the nation's capital. We have a responsibility to hold Washington, D.C. accountable and stop the new criminal code and the voting rights thing from taking effect. So, yeah, th- this, is just, this is just awful. This is bad form. But this is the kind of thing that we continually see out of Democrats, the softening or the blurring of the lines regarding elections. Now, I've got an article here in a minute that I'll get to that refers to our own Secretary of State, Wes Allen, as an election denier. Okay. What does that even mean? So we're not allowed to question I got news. No one can say that the 2020 elections were just seamless. Nobody with a straight face can say that 2020 
was an election cycle in which everything went the way it was supposed to go. It's just awesome. We mailed out ballots and we harvested ballots and we we disavowed the need for voter ID and we we made sure people that, you know, didn't get them got two so they'd have an extra one just in case. And we we just, you know, and we made sure that, it, you know, it didn't matter whether the Constitution of the United States says the state legislature shall have the final say in election law. No, no, it's OK if unelected or for that matter, uh, non-legislative officials are allowed to just change the rules. All those things. It was great. It was awesome. We had some states that took like two and three weeks to get their data in. Wow. You know, how is it, how is it that we can literally talk to someone on the moon, but we can't get your freaking results back from your, from your elections for like weeks? So don't tell me it went perfectly. In the meantime, though, the probes still continue. Story from the Epoch Times, dated uh, Saturday. Actually dated yesterday. Pennsylvania court won't force the release of voter info for the GOP-led 2020 election probe. So that 2020 election that I just told you about that was jacked up, I mean, like, ate up like a soup sandwich, says an appeals court in Pennsylvania has has refused to force the Department of State to release personal voter information to Senate Republicans for their ongoing investigations. The investigations, y'all, are continuing. Why are they taking so long? Well, partly because... Organizations like mm, the Pennsylvania Secretary of State has decided just to resist all calls to, you know, to, you know, to help with the, uh, the investigations. It says, in its long-running probe into the 2020 election, the GOP-led Pennsylvania Senate Intergovernmental Operations Committee issued subpoenas in September of 2021. 21, a year and a half ago, requesting that the Department of State release guidelines, communications, and a variety of voter information. It has been resisted. It has gone to court. It's unclear what impact the court's decision now will have on the Republican-led committee's election review. So basically the court said, we're not going to enforce your subpoena. You've got the power to enforce it yourself. Put sanctions on it if you want to. The court's not going to step in and do it. So basically the court's of no help whatsoever. But the, the, the leadership of the uh, Pennsylvania Senate committee, a guy named uh, Jake Corman, State Senator Corman, said no matter whether you supported Donald Trump or Joe Biden in the 2020 election, everybody should have confidence in the results of the election. That's the only way our system works. Unfortunately, that is not the case in Pennsylvania, his state. And he goes on to talk about how necessary it is they do this. His point, though, is absolutely just spot on. He said everyone should have confidence in the results of that election. That's the only way our system works. You know, I, I heard it said once that, like, for instance, in the Bible, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If you don't believe that, then the entire Bible is suspect to you. If you can't get past Genesis 1.1, then, then the rest of the Bible is questionable. Well, how about this? If you do not trust the results of the election, then you always have an asterisk in your mind by the name of whoever got elected. And then you begin to question their authority, and then the actual civil order begins to break down. We have to trust. Even By the way, I have multiple times in my past, Obama, Clinton, I have, I have watched in dismay as people that I just adamantly was opposed to got elected. But I never felt like it was more than just my candidate got outvoted. 
Now I sit on 2020's election and I look at it and I go, that state was jacked up. That state was jacked up. That state was really jacked up. And I can't help but think as close as it was that it would have made a difference. I really do believe. And, and so call me an election denier if you want to. I'm an election questioner. How about that? Now, President Biden is still the president. He is in the White House. We are two years in. We're not going to see him gone again until we vote him out in 2024. But the truth of the matter is he has an asterisk next to his name in my mind because of what all took place in 2020. And folks, when you see things like Washington, D.C. trying to gerrymander things so that non-citizens, whether they be illegal aliens or just, you know, resident aliens, or for that matter, people working in the Chinese consulate can vote in the local, that kind of stuff has to stop. It just completely undermines trust in the system. Well, other states are taking action. Uh, I got a thing right sure. This one comes from uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, a package of bills making its way through the legislative process. The legislation would mandate post-election audits, address how voter registration data is updated and presented, and ban ranked choice voting and more. By the way, this ranked choice voting that got Lisa Murkowski back in office in Alaska is a debacle. And I hope Alaska is rethinking this in a big way. If you're not familiar, you go in there, you don't vote for this one, this one, and this one. No. You pick your top I think it's top four. And you put them in order. One, two, three, and four. And then they go and they count. And the one with the most number ones and the one with the most number twos wins the right to move forward. And it's, it's, it's a, if I'm not mistaken, they also don't have party primaries. You could wind up having two Democrats or two Republicans or two independents. And then they keep whittling their way down through, okay. These had the most ones and twos. Of those, which one had the most ones between those two? And which one had the most twos? And which one had the most threes? And which one? It's ridiculous. And this keeps on going until they've whittled it down. Well, anyway, the folks in South Dakota are saying, you know what? We got to tighten some things up. But they also point out, we did a pretty good job. So here's my point Alabama has really strong election laws, in my opinion. I think Alabama has been a model. On the same day of the election, you got the results. There was no question. You know, we have occasional gaffes. We had some things happen with some local registrars who didn't do a good job of, of making sure the new district lines were correct. But those were one-offs. They were not systemic. I, I still think, though, that Alabama has room to tighten up, and I'm glad to see that Secretary of State Wes Allen decided to go ahead and pull us out of that ERIC system. I'm fine with that. South Dakota saying the same thing. The guy, Republican Senator Casey Crabtree, he's the, one, he's the one sponsoring all nine of the election bills. He says, I think we have very good election laws in South Dakota. I think we've had very good, dependable results. That doesn't mean we should sit back on our heels. We have to continue to find ways to improve. Because you know why, folks? Elections matter. All right, Boomer, take the break. Brother, we'll do that right now. We'll come right back. Keep talking this through a little bit. You may want to know what's happening in Florida, but then, then you may want to know... Which one of our Alabama officials just got arrested on voter fraud charges? Oh, yeah, it still happens. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Text lines are open, 833-687-4448. If you text in for the very first time, text the word Right Side the first time you do it uh, to 833-68-RIGHT. Text the word right side. You'll get an automatic message back that says something to the effect of, uh, hey, you right side ruffian, thanks for joining, and then ask you uh, for your first name and where you're from. So we can uh, do things like we're doing right now, saying uh, Thomas from uh, Athens. He says, over the past three to five elections, the progressives have gotten more shrewd and effective in how they wrap, how they warp, not wrap, warp the results. He said, and then rhinos like McConnell and others who also have money to sway elections and even bribe state officials and judges. Interesting. Uh, if you have some proof of that, please uh, say so. But I don't know of anything that McConnell has bribed, although I will say he definitely had sway. Uh, then he says, follow the money. Um, all right, Thomas. Uh, Boyd from Joppa, should voting rights be tied to gun rights? You have to complete and pass the form 4473 to vote. Voting age, okay, no. First of all, voting rights and gun rights are already tied. They're called constitutional rights. So they're both in the Constitution. You can't say that one person has one of them because they have the other. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, we're not going to make anybody have to pass a form 4473, uh, not going to do it. But, um, and then voting age says tied to buying age 21. No, no, I, no, thanks boy. appreciate you. But no, nah, that one doesn't work, man. The, you've already got a constitutional second amendment, right? And you've always got a right to vote as well. Um, period. Uh, Tom from Auburn. What if the first large balloon was the mothership, seeing how it was powered and could be steered, and the other objects were attached to it and released before it was seen? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't, although I have a hard time believing that it was flying along, dropping little baby balloons. Um, I'm, I'm betting they were all launched at separate times in different places and different means. But, um, but yeah, we definitely have some disparity, and one of them was 200 feet uh, around and uh, carried a 1,000-pound payload, and the others are flying along about the size of a small car. Uh, Lance from Hillsboro, what's going to happen when China puts something bad in a balloon and sends it over here and we shoot it down, releasing whatever it is? You know, it's a great question, man. Uh, maybe sometime soon we can uh, do something to convince China to cut it out uh, or start shooting them down in places that make more sense, like, I don't know, off the Alaskan coast. Uh, David from Huntsville heard me say, oh, my soul. He says, bless your heart. <laughs> Alex Mathens heard the one about pigeon chess a while ago and plans to use on the, use that without violating intellectual property. Yes, you are you are free to use it, Allie. If it was read out on the air, it is yours to use. Um, and then JT's uh, from Lacey Springs uh, says, uh, Biden's talking points, just not to the American people. And it shows him saying <laughs> to she on the phone, payload received. Uh, anyway, okay. Um, well, listen, we got, uh, we got plenty more show for you, but let me jump back into number one of the election matters. So a couple things that are happening that you need to know. Number one, Florida lawmakers, according to headline on CBS news, this is past weekend, they want to give the GOP appointed state prosecutor jurisdiction over elections. So, so this is a, this is a big deal. They're not playing in Florida. They're not only saying, this is how we're going to do it. They're going to say, this is how you're going to get punished if we catch you doing it wrong. Florida's statewide prosecutor, according to CBS, will have new power to go after people for election-related crimes under a new bill now headed to Governor Ron DeSantis' desk. What they did was they reserved it all to the jurisdiction of the state prosecutor. In other words, it's not a local crime. The state attorney general in Florida will be the one handling the matter. That way you can't have, you know, local bubba. Well, I'll tell you what. That leads me directly to the next case that I've, this, this, this is the stupidest story. 
And it's right here now. Absolutely. Okay, first of all, Perry County Commission Chairman Albert Turner Jr. has been arrested, indicted on charges of voter fraud for stuffing the ballot boxes with multiple ballots for his cousin who was running for district attorney. He has now been indicted and is pressed is its pending charges in the Fourth Judicial Circuit, which is his county. And so who did he hire for his defense counsel? He hired his cousin, the district attorney's father, who happens to be his uncle. You can't make this crap up. Perry County Commission Chairman Albert Turner Jr.'s new attorney, Robert Turner Sr., has filed a motion to dismiss the voter charges against his client. Robert Turner Sr. is the father of Robert Turner Jr., the district attorney of the Fourth Judicial Circuit. According to the indictment, Albert Turner Jr., that's the bad guy, was allegedly in possession of multiple absentee ballots and allegedly deposited multiple election ballots into voting machines during the 2022 primaries. Turner was indicted for allegedly voting multiple times and inserting multiple complete ballots into the tabulator at a polling location in Perry County in the May primary. He was indicted for ballot harvesting during the November. Oh, it's two two cycles. (laughs) It was during the primary and during the general. And he got caught. And now he's claiming that it's all a fix. It's all political. So what did he do? He's a county commission chairman. He was stuffing the ballots on behalf of his cousin who's running for DA. So he hired his cousin's father, who happens to also be his uncle, to be his defense counsel. And meanwhile, the whole thing's political. Nothing to see here. Nothing at all. I got news. It's bad. So uh, that's happening right here on a story. You can't make this stuff up, Boomer. I mean, if I was... If I was to write nope. <laughs> a Seinfeld episode, it couldn't be any better than this. It couldn't be. I mean, I look at it and go, what the heck? So how inbred of a county is this where the county commission chairman, the district attorney, the senior attorney, and all of them are all related to each other? They're all related. Everybody's family. And then they get together on Sunday for brunch and laugh about it all. Just laugh and laugh right here in Alabama. All right, coming right back at the top of the hour here, we're going to be um, – We're going to be talking to Secretary of State Wes Allen. He recently pulled us out of a system called ERIC. ERIC is the Electronic Registration Information Center. It's a nonprofit group that helps 32 states sort of clean up its voter rolls, allegedly. It's also funded in part by George Soros. Thank you, Wes Allen. We'll talk about that and more with Secretary of State Allen right after this. side ruffians out there you are listening to right side radio solid conservative just plain right you're listening live to right side radio with bill williams it's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. 
Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international. We cover all the issues, and uh, like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, it is hour number two. We're in the first part of the Triple Dipper. I have been speaking for the last 20 to 30 minutes on uh, the first part we call Election Matters. Or we could call it Elections Matter. Either way, it's the same thing. They do. They matter. And, and the kind of laws you have in place to, you know, to maintain voter integrity and to give confidence in the system, well, that matters. And uh, we're seeing right now, even today, uh, several years removed from the 2020 elections, we are still seeing states trying to grapple with um, revising their laws, with changing them, with tightening things up, with investigating what happened in 2020. And then all of that, you know, we've even got Washington, D.C., like I said earlier, that is trying to allow the opportunity for illegals to or not illegals, but just non-citizens to vote, which could be illegals. Um, anyway, uh, someone who has uh, just recently become our secretary of state, uh, former state representative uh, Wes Allen, had also been a probate judge uh, down yonder in the Pike Road area. Uh, but uh, uh, Representative Allen ran successfully to be the Secretary of State, is now serving in his first term for the state of Alabama, and he is on the line right now. Mr. Secretary, how you doing, sir? I'm good, Senator. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for making some time for us today. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to come on. Really do. Thank you. Well, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, right out the gate, you, you jumped into that thing with the Eric system, which I want to get to in just a minute. But mm-hmm. I guess first out, you know, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this idea of the Washington, D.C. Council trying to allow non-citizens to vote in their elections? Well, I mean, <laughs> there's no rational <laughs> there's no rational person in any nation on earth that would say, Hey, let's let's let people from other countries vote in our elections. This is this is such manufactured nonsense by the left. I mean, it's a radical idea. And, and you know what message does it send, Senator? I mean, that's the question. It's clearly a slap in the face um, to American citizens. It dilutes the American citizens' voice to shape their communities. It, um, you know, it's just incrementalism. Even the Washington Post opposed this D.C. you know council law they were putting in place to let non-citizens vote this is you know even this law allowed foreign employees at embassies to vote so <laughs> it's just radical man i tell you and and you know the democrats you know have long opposed foreign influence in our elections so i just you know what changed it's a great question what changed uh, I, you know and it and it it just it just totally flies in the face of common sense but then you know that that seems to happen a lot with the progressive left when they have the opportunity to do something but i think it also you know here we are at the very least we know that congress does has a final say over the laws uh, that are passed by the council in dc which which makes them start crying out for statehood you know they want the but if they if we can't trust them to do things like maintain voter integrity as a city council, why should we trust them to suddenly become a legislature um, by giving them statehood? I just, I, it's just, it just boggles the mind. Um, no, it, you're right. It does boggle the mind. Well, let me ask you this. Um, uh, yeah. So when you got elected and, and part of the platform you ran on, you said mm-hmm. we're going to deal with this ERIC system, the uh, Electronic Registration mm-hmm. Information Center. It's a, it's a nonprofit group, but like mm-hmm. 32 states, Alabama included, were participating. Um mm-hmm. And I saw where the Business Insider magazine, not known for being conservative, came right out and called you an election denier. Uh, but uh, but you, you got elected and you did what you said you were going to do. The very first thing you did was issue an executive order uh, that uh, pulled us out of Eric. Talk about that for a minute and tell us why that was important. Yeah, it was important. And it's, it's funny 
um, Senator, because, you know, when we sent the letter, I mean, literally, when I stepped off the stage getting inaugurated on the 16th of January, I came in the office, we had the letter drafted, and then I signed it right there, and then uh, my executive assistant took it to the post office to do certified, you know, we took it to the post office to let them know, and we didn't waste any time in doing that, and, um, you know, it's very disturbing, a lot of red flags around Eric, and uh, I tell you another thing that was, uh, people were texting me saying, thank you for doing this, thank you for getting out of Eric, and, you know, conservatives, you know, would would text us and and say thank you, and, you know, I was like, well, man, I, I, yeah, I, I think they're surprised that somebody finally, you know, followed through and did something, you know, like this. But, you know, I, we campaigned on it. I, I'm a man of my word. And as we traveled around Alabama to all 67 counties and, and laid out the case against Eric, uh, people were disturbed and they wanted us out. And so we, we withdrew Alabama. And the red flags were every 60 days, your driver's license information was being transferred to this Eric system uh, where we don't know where the servers are. And, uh, you know, there's this misconception, Senator, that we have this computer sitting over here in the office that we, where we can pull up information from other participating states like Georgia or Florida or right. you know, Colorado or wherever it may be. That's not the case. We give them our data. They run it through their algorithms. They send our data back. So we don't get any information from other states. And so that's problematic. And um, and also, uh, we're transferring data on children, minors, those 17 approaching the age of 18. And per the contract, and what this um, ERIC system was doing, Senator, it was identifying who was eligible but unregistered to vote. And then per the contract, Alabama, that means the taxpayers of Alabama, had to send postcards and letters to the, all these eligible but unregistered individuals and encourage them to get registered to vote. And so... You know, we talk a lot about protecting data and personal uh, data security a lot these days. We hear a lot in the news about it. And so we are dedicated to protecting Alabama's data. And, um, and, you know, it's um, been a great three and a half weeks, and we are working hard. Uh, We've already had a couple of meetings with ALEA, with the Alabama Department of Public Health. We've got meetings lined up with Revenue. Uh, with uh, Medicaid, uh, we're going to you know, use the United States Postal Service change of address. So we're bringing all these things to bear, and we're going to find an Alabama solution to making sure we keep our voter registration rolls clean in Alabama. Well, and, and we've got, you know, I'll be honest, I think Alabama has probably got one of the tighter uh, election cycles for the last uh, number of years. And um, you served in the legislature. I mean, I know election integrity uh-huh. meant something to you when you were a, a state representative. Sure. Uh, and then also mm-hmm. as a probate uh, judge, you were the chief election officer for your county. Um, yep. And, and a lot of folks don't realize Secretary of State is really the chief election officer for the whole state. Um, so mm-hmm. so that being said, even though, even though we tend to have what I would consider to be a fairly clean election process, I mean, we had some gaffes in the last cycle with some registrars mm-hmm. who just didn't do their jobs well, and we got that sure. taken care of, but they're one-offs. But going forward, where, what, what, are the, what are the sites for improvement within Alabama's election processes uh, that, that you are looking to, uh, to bring to bear? Besides getting us out of ERIC, which I applaud, uh, what are you mm-hmm. looking for? Uh, going forward, do you have a legislative package you're pursuing for the uh, for the upcoming cycle? What, what are you thinking? Sure. Yeah, we, we've got three bills right now that uh, we're going to focus on. Number one is ballot harvesting, prohibiting ballot harvesting for absentee applications mm. and the, the absentee ballots as well. Uh, we want to take away that cottage industry of people getting paid 
compensated to go out and, and round up uh, all these applications and absentee ballots. And so that's been a problem, and we're going to look at tightening that up. Now, we need to keep our absentee process in place because, you know, there are a lot of people, uh, Senator, that you know and that I know that uh, can't get to the polls by, you know, reason of, uh, you know, just physical ailments or they're out of town or their work schedule won't allow them to get there. But we've got a good absentee process. Um, but we just need to make sure we strengthen it and um, and prohibit the ballot harvesting. Uh, the next thing, next two things is uh, we'll always have paper ballots. Senator Chambliss is going to bring and sponsor that bill to put into state code what we already have in administrative code. We want to strengthen it, put it in state code where we'll always have those paper ballots. We'll always have those those receipts, and people can rest assured when they go into the polls, they'll be marking a ballot. They won't be using any touch screens. Yeah, and then last. Uh, Senator Chambliss is also going to bring, um, and we're going to support him in this effort, um, to bring it out of administrative code and put it into the state code and state law that our tabulating machines that we utilize in the in the uh, precincts can never, will never be connected to the Internet. It means by modem, that means by Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, uh, what have you. Uh, we want to make sure that those things are strong and secure. I don't know why that's not just like common sense everywhere, because everything you just said is exactly what should be happening. I mean, right. you're basically removing the opportunity for gerrymandering or for corruption of the system. And and yet yeah. what you just described is being resisted in other states. I mean, when you talk to other secretaries of state around the nation or when you all go to conferences, are there folks out there that you literally just wonder if they even have the common sense to do the job? Well, I haven't had a chance to talk to many of the other secretaries of state yet, um, but I will be meeting soon um, at a conference, and I look forward to meeting my colleagues from around the country and look forward to getting to know them. And But, I, you know, you can just look around the country back 2020 um, election cycle in the 2022. I mean, you look at the mass mail balloting. You look at the early voting. I'm talking about voting 35 to 40 days out in front of an election. Uh, you look at automatic voter registration. Uh, and then you get, of course, what we talked about earlier, the non-citizen voting. Uh, that, that's incrementalism there. So, um, you know, hey, uh, we're going to stand strong in Alabama, and uh, we're going to do what we know is right. And we've got a great legislature, and I think that we're going to uh, further protect uh, Alabama's election system. Well, and I, and I appreciate that. And, um, and and let me ask you this. This is a, this is a sidebar, but um, – um, if you know anything of it, let us know. But uh, the Supreme Court, I believe, heard oral arguments on the redistricting case for Alabama not long ago, or at least a case that could impact that. I mean, the possibility exists the Supreme Court could come back and say, redraw those congressional lines again. Am I correct? Yeah, we're waiting on um, waiting on that decision, that opinion to come out. Uh, I think it, you know, I think as late as June it could come out, but yeah. I don't know when they're going to release it. So we'll just have to wait on the Supreme Court and see what they say and uh, see what happens. Well, it's it's going to be interesting if we have to draw them again. I, f- I feel like we draw those lines like every year and a half, it seems like. <laughs> but, um, well, yeah. Mr. Secretary, I appreciate your time. Thanks for the job you're doing. Thank you for pulling us out of Eric. And uh, we'll have you back on the show again sometime soon, all right? Senator, thank you so much. And uh, y'all take care. All right, take care. All right, Boomer, take us to a break. That was your Alabama Secretary of State, Wes Allen. Uh, He said he was going to get us out of the Soros-funded ERIC system. That was the very first thing he did. Walked away from the swearing-in ceremony, went and signed the letter, and uh, got her done. Um, We need more of it. 
All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. All right, we're going to start wrapping this one up. The, uh, hey, the free- what, what, what? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I do. But you did. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question about the I don't want to interrupt stuff, you, but I am going to interrupt but you. But I, I do have a question. Um, what makes the... Uh, the voter ID like so controversial. The photo ID thing. The photo ID, yeah. yeah. The voter ID, photo ID. Uh, first of all, anytime you do something to tighten things up, it means that uh, those who want to cheat have a harder time doing it. So there's that. I mean, so I would say if they're if they're screaming about a photo ID. Uh, disenfranchising a certain segment of society, and you know, a lot of times what we hear too is the uh, the, and, and I don't know why, but they 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 seem to cry this voter suppression against uh, blacks. That was the that was the um, uh, black citizens. It was that was the the calls being made in uh, in Georgia. Well, it's such crap. Right. That is such an insult to say that because they're black, they don't have the wherewithal to go and get a photo ID. That's just that's. How insulting! And by the way, if you want to apply for almost anything in the world, you got to have a photo ID. If you right. want to get a hotel room, if you want to get an airline ticket, if you want to, uh, I don't know, take out a bank loan, if you want to do anything, they're going to ask. If you want to buy a house, if you want to sign up to get an apartment, if you want to get government benefits, they require you to have photo ID. So the idea that someone can't get photo ID, um, anyway. So, but but we remove those arguments. Uh, we said the state would provide them one for free, mm-hmm. and uh, it doesn't have to be a driver's license. It doesn't have to be – they just issue a photo ID. Um, but, yeah, I mean, why is it so controversial? Bro, yeah. bro, I don't know. It's just – the bottom line is it, it's just one more thing for them to scream about because when you make <laughs> elections a little tighter, it, it, it means it's harder for them to cheat. Mm. So I guess, I guess that's my summary there. But you know what? It's worked. Right. It's worked well. Yeah. Now you moved down here from Tennessee. It's photo ID up there too. Oh, right? absolutely, photo ID. Yeah, I mean, but it's just like you said. It's, I mean, it's photo ID for everything else. Why not just? I mean, you got to keep it <laughs> consistent. I, I mean, people can't see, but my hands are waving in the air right now. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, 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 we. There was the most disingenuous set of arguments, and you know, and of course, Stacey Abrams made a huge deal out of it. Uh, voter suppression in uh, in in Georgia. And uh, and then you know the Delta Airlines and Coca Cola got involved and they shouldn't have, um, <laughs> but you know what's what's interesting is uh, we we passed ours. I mean we we got ahead of the game. So Alabama we passed ours, twenty thirteen I think. Okay. Anyway, we've had a couple of election cycles already with photo ID under our belt, and uh, and 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 we haven't had any problems. In so fact, we've had a higher turnout. Photo ID. Uh, I'm just I'm this guy. What was the what? What was it before the photo ID? I'm just you can I'm bring, this guy. You can bring any form of ID. You can bring a power bill that power has your name bill? on it. You really? Can have, yeah. A piece of paper. Yeah, and say this is me. I'm that guy. This is me. Oh, this is <laughs> this is me. I'm the lady at that that address. Okay. I mean, you could now it has to be a photo ID so it matches up. Um, and 
I just, <laughs> I mean, it makes me wonder too. How many people went to the polls with somebody else's power bill? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, you could just take. Oh, oh I'm just going to stop by this mailbox real quick. <laughs> and just, and just, just take it. Just take it. I'm going to take your power bill. Just take it. Honey, I'm have gonna... you seen the power bill? No, but I did see someone voted in your name. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's, it just it boggles the mind. But, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I started to say a moment ago, but the reality is Alabama has uh, had a, a higher than normal voter turnout. We've had clean elections, and we haven't had any – you know, true disenfranchisement of any segment of society because we did everything necessary to get them a photo ID. And the reality is 90% of them already had it. Right. So if, you know, if Granny didn't have one, we made sure Granny got one. If there was <laughs> someone who was new and hadn't, didn't have a driver's license yet, we made sure they got one. And So um, what's going to be the next thing that people... Complain about? Yeah, complain about. <laughs> I don't know. We want to <laughs> vote on an iPad. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's just cool. And then then that way we can be hooked up to the internet. Maybe somebody from the outside could come in and change the results. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, just who, who knows, man? But it could I, be anything. Right now, I'm pretty proud of the way Alabama's uh, election cycles have gone. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and then you look at like state of Florida in the last election. There's a, there's a state of Florida. What do they got? Like twice the population of Alabama. They had the results back that night. And then Unreal. you got California. Well, in the next few weeks, we hope to have the results back. <laughs> and then what, was it Arizona two weeks or something? Yeah. Oh, that it was. I saw a little meme yesterday uh, about. Sorry, guys. I know you're wanting to watch the Super Bowl, but you're not going to see the uh, the actual turnout and who wins for two more weeks because it is being hosted in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the election. Oh god. Oh Did you man. watch the Super Bowl? I did. I did. Yeah. It was a good game. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Played Go well, but he, did. he just didn't, didn't quite get there. Didn't quite get there this time. But old Patrick Mahomes, man, he was playing with that that bad ankle. You could see the pain sometimes. Ooh, he was he was hobbling, but man, he pushed through. But it was a it was it was a good matchup. I mean, this was. This is one of those. That's the way Super Bowls are supposed to go. Absolutely comes down to a field goal in the final seconds. That's <laughs> that's classic. All right, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We're gonna switch gears when we get back from this and talk about balloon wars. Oh yeah. Stuff's happening. We'll be right back. Right Side Ruffians out there, you are listening to Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. And we are back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just Playing right, covering down on some ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about, let me say it slower this time, way down south of Birmingham. Get on up north of Huntsville. We go from Tuscaloosa back over yonder to Gadsden. We even have parts of Georgia, Tennessee, and 
Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure. I said it slow that time for you, Boomer. That was but, good. Yeah. <laughs> I will soon remember it. Yes. <laughs> All. I, I don't know where that came from. I just started doing it one day, and it's like now now I do that at the, at the 35 after break, when I come back from break, that's the thing I always do for some reason. <laughs> you know, McQueen always tells me, uh, uh, my wife, Courtney, she always tells me, she's like, hey, what is that thing that Phil says? And I'm like, Honestly, sometimes I don't hear it because I'm over here pushing buttons, and so I don't I don't hear it. She's like, "You hear it every day. You should you should know it." I'm which like, one, "Which one does she want to know? I'll uh, write it down." All for of them. Her. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I got like some of them, and then she started quoting it out. I'm like, "There you go. See, you already knew it." <laughs> I, 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 I probably say solid conservative and just plain right in my sleep now. Yes. Um, Charlene, you were mumbling again last night. What was it? Solid, conservative, and something about being just plain right, which is only when you're not at home. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, uh, the text lines are still open, 833-687-4448. We got some new textures in there. Uh, let me see who we got here. Steve from Madison just texted in. says, so I should be able to go to work at Coke and fly Delta without showing a photo ID, and they can't say anything. Interesting. Interesting points. Steve from Madison nailed it. Um, uh, Greg from Athens. Balloon Wars. That's number two on the Triple Dipper here. Balloon Wars. I don't think I'm flying my hot air balloon today. So, uh, yeah, stay, stay grounded for today there, Greg. Uh, Brian from Huntsville. He says, Boomer, I originally had no interest in the Super Bowl until the Philly fans tipped over a car before the game, and then I pulled for Kansas City. So, <laughs> he, 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 ain't, he ain't playing. Brian ain't playing that. Ain't playing. playing that, no. Uh, Tony from Piedmont, and I'm trying to figure out where this ties in. He says, let's make RC Cola and Moon Pies the cool stuff. Oh, he's, I guess he's referring to the Coca-Cola stuff and all that, yeah. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs has said, let's get into pigeon voting. Pigeon voting. Pigeon voting. We had pigeon chess. Now we have pigeon voting. Um, all right. Hey, listen, so here's the thing. Uh, in case you have not heard, uh, another balloon was shot down last night. And uh, it's 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 getting to the point of being beyond weird. Uh, it's beyond weird. It's very serious. And I, and I'm and I'm not playing when I say that. I'm not trying to you know to hype something. We have fighter aircraft shooting down unidentified objects with lethal force over the continental United States. The heck! I mean, we're scrambling military response to unidentified objects. And shooting them down. Where's the president? Boomer, have you seen the president? Could oh, you? No. Uh, no, I have not. Well, is he vacationing? I. He could be. He put a lid on his day. I don't know. <laughs> Getting a B twelve shot. I'm not sure. Instead, um, he sends other people to talk. Yeah, we've had ser several surrogates. Several. several surrogates have made it to the to the microphones. Secretary of State uh, Lloyd Austin spoke just about 30 minutes ago, maybe 45 minutes ago. Um, as he's flying back from, uh, I've forgotten where he's at, Brussels, I believe. Mm. Um, but um, you will be happy to know, and I'll go ahead and do this one first because uh, we'll get rid of some of the rumors. The, the Secretary of Defense, excuse me, the Department of Defense, wants to make sure everybody understands that while we don't know what these are, they're not aliens. <laughs> Sounds funny to say it, but it believe does. it or not, the social media was running rampant with, they won't tell us what it is because it might be extraterrestrial. Pretty sure if they flew here from another planet, they can do better than a balloon. Yeah. Just my thought. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not time travelers. It's not aliens. But, so they are saying, yeah, it's not extraterrestrial. It's, it's, it's legit. It's, it's earthbound. It's something 
that's been launched, and they don't know exactly what. But so the uh, the the ones that they've seen most recently, they shot down, of course, the big one, the the the, the mothership. Somebody called it earlier. The mothership was shot down as it made it all the way across the continental United States, flying over multiple sensitive sites. We now know that it had solar arrays and multiple antenna, allowing it the opportunity to, we believe, do signals intelligence gathering. And they sank it, uh, they shot it down and, and, and dropped it in the water just off the coast of South Carolina. So that one is still being recovered. Um, yeah, and I'm, they found it. They have located it. They just not, have not hauled it out of the water yet that we know of. But then they found, what was the next one? Uh, I forgot what the second one was. Was it at the tip top of uh, Alaska? That's the one up in Alaska, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, they shot one down up near the, uh, the, the, uh, the Arctic Sea. Um, and then they shot another one down over Canada. Mm-hmm. And then they shot another one down last night over Lake Huron, the Great Lakes. After it flew, they, they, they believe that it was an anomaly that they detected over Montana. But when they, got, when they scrambled aircraft, they couldn't find it. And it made its way to Michigan, uh, flew over the Upper Peninsula, and then they 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 downed it over the over Lake Huron. Um, so we have four in nine days, and that's that. You look at it, and go, it's a it's a balloon. I mean, it, right. it, it feel it feels archaic. It feels it feels low key. But we're shooting things down with fighter aircraft over our sovereign airspace. That's that's like saying, let's let's break that down to our lowest level right here. Somebody came to try and invade your house, and you had to fire your gun at night. Okay. Mm. Nobody broke in. Everybody's okay. Why should we talk about this? You had to shoot your weapon at somebody at your house. Ramp that up now to the national level. We're scrambling fighter aircraft to shoot down unidentified targets over sovereign airspace. When has that ever happened before? The last time I remember, the last time I remember feeling like this when I watched the news was after 9/11. And we're not quite, we're not there. We're we're not seeing buildings going down and all that. I get it. But I, I still remember driving down Interstate 20 towards Birmingham, uh, not I-20, I-59 towards Birmingham, <laughs> and seeing all the contrails in the air as overhead cover over major metropolitan areas was being put up. Our our Air National Guard was was flying patrol, and you could see it. And it's just, it's just amazing. Um, got a caller on the line. Is that Jeff? Jeff from Indiana. What are you doing, buddy? Ah, passing Huntsville exit heading north. <laughs> All right. Say hey to Bucky. Well, well, at least I'm not in Nashville. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. You still got that to go, but it's coming. It's straightened out. But Hey, uh, you know, uh, I, I know the reason why we're not keeping these balloons out of the United States. Why is that? It's it's because these these are illegal alien balloons. I mean, you know, Biden <laughs> oh. don't stop any illegal aliens. In fact, I'm sure we'll start calling them uh, uh, disenfranchised migrant balloons or whatever. They're just floating with the wind, and you know, if they land, I guess we can give them tennis shoes and maybe a phone and a, a free flight back to China. <laughs> you are not right. This is. Uh... <laughs> That is, well, but, it's true, isn't it? They're just looking for asylum, man. They're coming from if, if the, a country that's, that's abused them and stuff. If the, if the blues aren't asking for asylum and getting it, we we got a serious problem. That's just it's, wow. Um, the, the only only thing I can think that they're gathering is maybe social security numbers so that it can uh, it, you know has some identity theft and maybe they can vote. 
<laughs> who knows man but the but the plot thickens but you gotta admit this is a weird story though isn't it four of them in, in, in nine days yeah how, how many balloons are we floating over china i mean hey let's let's pull the 70 sr 71 blackbirds out and start doing some high flights over china and see if they see what they say about that well you know it, it's 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 just I, I watch this thing happening and i see it unfolding and i'm thinking how many times has this happened in the past? Because we're we're actually catching them now. I think we we think this is an enhanced scrutiny. You know, they they they're 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 paying more attention and looking at small anomalies and going, mm, can't ignore it now. We got to find out. But um, I, I mean, where does it end? I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it the the fact that they let the other balloon, the first one, go all the way across the United States, knowing what it's doing, knowing what it's collecting and everything, and did not, you know. If they say that we couldn't shoot it down because it may, you know, impact people on the ground, then why in the world are we letting uh, big jets fly over cities and everything? Because, man, if one of them comes down, we've seen what the effects is there, you know. So I don't think there should be any air flights over any uh, major metropolitan areas ever again if that's if we're so scared about shooting down a balloon. Well, more to come, brother. Hey, I got another call I got to tell you, Jeff. You be careful out there on the road, right? You have a good one, Phil. You too, buddy. Is that Brian from Huntsville? Brian from Huntsville. How you doing, man? Uh, doing well and everything. And I liked how you talked about um, it being over or in our own house, even though they may not be causing any trouble, and you're shooting at them anyway. But that's the exact strategy. You remember before Joe Biden became president, and he said, all you got to do is take a shotgun and shoot it through the door or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He, so he, that's yeah. their plan. Well, you know, and, and our, what do you think? I mean, your, your military background, what do you think? Is this something that's been going on for a while? Or are we just now starting to really pay deeper attention to it because we got so much scrutiny last week? What do you think? The latter. Yeah. It's something that's been going on for a while. And I, and it wouldn't surprise me if we've been doing it, too, but it's that, and which would be wrong. But well, I don't know what to say from there other than uh, you're right about it not being aliens because otherwise uh, – those things would be shooting down the jet instead of the other way around. I know, like shooting fire out of their eyes or something. Um, all right, Brian, we'll Have see where it goes, first. man. Thank Stay you. tuned, buddy. Uh, I, so, so yeah, the, the story on Fox News uh, dated yesterday. U.S. military on Sunday shot down another unidentified flying object over Lake Huron. The Defense Department said President Joe Biden shortly before 2.42 p.m. in the afternoon directed an F-16 to fire an AIM-9 missile to shoot down an airborne object around 20,000 feet over Lake Huron. They said they had raised concerns that it might be a hazard to civil aviation. Um, Representative Jack Bergman, uh, Republican of Michigan, who I believe is a retired uh, general officer uh, and a pilot, I think he's the one, he said he confirmed that the U.S. military has indeed, in his words, decommissioned another object over Lake Huron. Um, decommissioned, that's a fancy way of saying we took it out. Um, but these, these are much smaller in size. So you got the first one was big. All three of the last ones have been apparently of different shapes. The one over Lake Huron, they say, was an octagonal shape. Really? The one over um, the Arctic Sea in Alaska, and I believe the one over Canada, were both considered to be cylindrical in shape. What's their purpose? Are they carrying a payload? Are they carrying some kind of a sensor? What's the point? Well, someday soon... They're going to have to start talking to us because right now silence is deafening and the president of the United States is nowhere to be seen. And his, his role as the commander in chief says, sir, you need to speak. The American public needs to know what you know, at least to the extent you can. 
And it needs to be you saying something and not sending out your surrogates. Because right now, he looks pretty feckless. Well, we're going to talk about more of that and what it's doing to our relationship with China. Well, the Biden administration, yeah, they've got a differing view than I do. I can tell you that on what's happening with China. In fact, they have a differing view than China does on what it's doing to our relationship with China. All right, Boomer, take us to the break, man. We'll do that right now. We will come right back. Keep this thing moving. We're in number two of the Triple Dipper, the Balloon Wars. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. Text lines are open, 833-687-4448. You're welcome to call or text that line. Same number, 833-68-RIGHT. We've had some new ones uh, yeah. chime in today, haven't we? We, we? Yeah, we had a, a couple new ones. Kate from Somerville. Kate from Somerville. I believe Glad they're on, on the line. road back from D.C., yeah. her and her husband. And then um, Tom from Auburn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. War Eagle. Um, <laughs> Tom from Auburn, Kate from Somerville, glad you're on the line. Stay tuned. Um, so uh, let me let me jump out there and say, too, uh, coordinated, uh, tried to coordinate this today with uh, and last night with Representative uh, Mike Rogers' uh, office. Um, and uh, Congressman Rogers is now the chair of the House Armed Services Committee. Uh, he was not able to be on the show today. We hope to get him on sometime very soon. His office did reach back to me um, with a, uh, a statement. Uh, just said this, as the American people are in the dark and they deserve transparency from the Biden administration on these violations of sovereign airspace. Chairman Mike Rogers is seeking a public update from NORAD and NORTHCOM on these incursions and shootdowns. Well, that, that goes back to what I said a moment ago. I mean, when have you ever seen leadership just keep its people in the dark? It doesn't, it doesn't work out very well. You know, in fact, I'll, I'll say this. We are a free people. I heard somebody say one time that a soldier in the United States Army is different than a soldier in, say, North Korea or China or one of the other more tyrannical regimes. Why? Because they're told what to do, and they know they have no choice but to do it. Whereas in the United States, you typically give an order, but you have to be able to explain the order. And, and, and does, does the order have to be followed? Yes. But a U.S. soldier has the mind and spirit of someone born in a free country, and they ask questions, and they expect some measure of, um, you know, treating them like a grown-up and uh, explaining to them how things go. Well, the same is true in our culture in general. And so right now, here we are, we are, we are letting, no telling what it costs to shoot down these four balloons. Because I, what I'm, I'm told, depending upon who you talk to, each one of those AIM-9 missiles that we've been launching against these things costs an average of two hundred fifty dollars to $400,000 per missile. So at this point, we got a low-tech balloon flying over sovereign airspace, and we're spending millions of dollars now to shoot them down, not including what it takes to scramble those fighters. And I saw one report saying that not only scrambled fighters, they scrambled a KC-135 uh, air refueling tanker, I guess, in the event they needed to refuel once they were up and, and having to maintain altitude. Um, so I, just, I look at this and go, daggum, where's the president? We're doing all of this. We're expending major resources. We're, we're keeping, I'm sure we're keeping 
more guys uh, on on uh, you know ready alert right now, um, and 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 prepared to scramble at a moment's notice, because we have enhanced scrutiny. So Daily Wire has a piece that was dated this weekend. Headline: Balloons and UFOs. Here's what happened and what we know. It says new UFO sightings appear to be popping up all over the United States the past few days. In the most recent developments, a U.S. F-16 fighter jet shot down a UFO. They're calling it a UFO over Lake Huron on Sunday. The DOD, Department of Defense, said in a statement that President Joe Biden ordered the strike on an airborne object at approximately 20,000 feet altitude in U.S. airspace over the lake. Um, here's the odd part. Boomer, did I tell you about the uh, UFO piece? The, the UFO piece. Oh, I said it on the air a while ago. Right, yeah, I? yeah. Yeah, we have the article where they were talking about it's not UFOs. It's, it's not, not extra, UFOs, It's not guys. extraterrestrial, they're saying. <laughs> But here's why it got to be so, so speculative. People are like, what just happened? General Glenn Van Herc, he's the commander of NORTHCOM and, um, and NORAD. He was asked Sunday whether the objects being shot at the sky could be aliens or extraterrestrials. He was asked this during a briefing. You know we're in a new place. Reporters are going, could it be extraterrestrials? But the general, his answer... Not the most artful, if you want to keep things tamped down. The general said he would leave it to the intel community to make that determination. In his words, I haven't ruled out anything at this point. What? So the general, so now the DOD's out there going, it's not aliens. No, it's not extraterrestrial. It's not. I, I guarantee you he got a call. <laughs> Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Patrick Ryder said on Friday the UFO shot down over Alaska was about the size of a small car, not similar in size or shape to the Chinese surveillance balloon that was shot down off South Carolina. The Pentagon said recovery teams have been re- re- deployed to recover the debris. All right, but all right, what's that doing to us? What what? First of all, what's it doing to us? How how are we seeing these things? Is it just that they started launching them? And by the way, the gall. If this is China. And we shot down the first one after a public outcry, and three more showed up right thereafter. Doesn't that seem to indicate they could give a rat's hind in about what we think? Boomer says, yep. So, but I, I look at it and go, wow, okay, you got some brass. So you're sending over the first one. You get mad and we shoot it down. Meanwhile, three more show up. We shoot them down. Are there more coming? Are they just like thumbing their nose at the United States right now? Well, Fox News has a piece dated February 12th. The Defense Department on Sunday attributed the increase in detection and shootdowns of an unidentified flying objects to increased scrutiny of U.S. airspace and enhancing its radars, meaning they dialed it in, meaning they're not taking anything as a weather anomaly or a flock of birds. They're, they're, they're taking everything... A little more serious now because they realize what they call it last week, a domain awareness gap existed. And so now they are keyed in, man, and they're chasing whatever floats by. We're going to talk about it in more detail. I'm not done with this. we got plenty more like what's going on with China. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back.
right side ruffians out there. You are listening to Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national, sometimes the international, we cover down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Did you fast forward the clock, Boomer? How is it hour I did, number three? I did. You just weren't looking. <laughs> I'm like, it's 4.06. How is that possible? I know. I know. I know. I know. It's like almost go-home time for a lot of people. It is almost go-home time. It, and we had four new textures as well. Oh, my gosh. I know. We have, let's see here. I wrote them down. We got Mike from Somerville, Paula from Lacey Springs, Pat from Huntsville, and a no-name. And a no name. <laughs> a no name, but we love you anyway. But we love you anyways. Yeah, I, I, I see some of those in here. Uh, the, the, the one, uh, Paula from Lacey Springs uh, just, just chimed in. And yeah, I see that one. That's good. Uh, Lynn from Knoxville says, here's my take. China didn't expect us to catch the first balloon. Then we allowed it to travel across the country. Now China's sending balloons for entertainment purposes. And you know darn well the balloons collected all sorts of intel. I, Lynn, I don't know that you're, I don't know that you're wrong. I, I, I'll be honest with you. They may just be doing it now. They're like, hey, let's just screw with them a bit and just make it like Keystone Cops and just see what happens. <laughs> um, Pat from Huntsville, new on the text lines. Um, uh, oh, you got another one there. There yeah, was Julie, Julie, from, from, Julie from Tony. Yeah, Julie from Tony is one of our new ones. Uh, and then uh, where'd it go? I have Pat from Huntsville. He says those. It, I I forgot to say this. Pat, thank you for reminding me. He says those jets probably have more cameras than a Walmart. No pics. Yes. So I'm saying, if you are basically, you know, going to be doing flybys, you're not. These things are non. They're, they're considered to be a non-kinetic threat. All right. In other words, there was no hostile action on the part of whatever these objects were. I would guarantee you. We have had enough flybys before they shot them down to determine what they were. In fact, I know they, they, they had to have gotten close enough because uh, it was said at one point that they were determined after careful review not to be manned aircraft. Okay. that I, I, I Pat, you are so right. I guarantee you the gun cameras, the wing cameras, the, the observation cameras on these um, F-22s and F-16s that have been going up there are bound to have taken some pictures. So... When do we get to see those? I wonder, says I. Um, I said Lynn from Knoxville's already. Uh, we got uh, new on the line is uh, Mike uh, from, uh, where's Mike from? We don't know Mike's from yet. Oh, Somerville. I just forgot yeah, to Somerville. put it in. He's on yep. there, yeah. Uh, he said, first time texter. He said, why should Biden speak about the balloons? Everything out of his mouth is a, is a twisted truth, half truth, or a flat out lie. If he does speak, we couldn't believe anything he says. <laughs> you know, I, I, I get it, but it's his job, man. It's his job. And silence speaks, too. And, and, and right now, the Chinese are looking at it going, the president can't even take the microphone to talk about this. And that's the way it feels. Can't even deal with it. Right now, we're watching senators and congressmen and secretaries and former intel officials and yada, yada. All God's children got them an opinion. 
But the only person who's supposed to speak right now, in my opinion, is the president. And I don't mind hearing the rest of them. They, I mean, I'm doing it too. Everybody can have their opinion. Everybody can have their say. Everybody's got their own personal experiences that, that might provide some background color commentary. But, but the president should be speaking. He, he, he has to speak. Uh, Glenn from Bluntsville, <laughs> he just says, A-10, Bert. That's a, that's a beautiful aircraft. I don't think an A-10 can get to 60,000 feet, though, bro. Uh, but, uh, yeah, A-10. Yeah, A-10 Warthog. That's, a, that's an airframe right there. So, okay, with, with the one that was just shot down, did you say close to Michigan? Is yeah. that right? Okay. They said they lost it in Montana. Well, they're saying right? they believe it had to have been the same anomaly. The same one. It's not been confirmed, but they believe that they first detected it near Montana, couldn't find it when they got it got to you know atmospheric. Level. Doesn't that raise concerns? That they couldn't find it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, you got a slow moving, barely see it on the radar thing about the size of a car. Yeah, that's white, blends in with the sky, and um, you know, Whew. I just yeah, makes you wonder what they could fly over here if they right. wanted to. That's that's the, you know that's what I was kind of getting at is you just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at. What if they flew an EMP? What if they flew over some biological weapon? What mm-hmm. if they, I don't know, who knows? I, just, I, could, I could speculate all day long. Stephen from Gunnersville, I seriously think the first one was China. However, I think after the administration saw what kind of attention it raised and that Biden didn't take it serious, they decided to do more to divert everyone's attention off the Hunter Biden stories and how bad he responded <laughs> to the first balloon, and now he's our hero. Uh, he's not our hero. In fact, I think if anything, he's got a little egg on his face, and he's doing all he can to cook some more eggs. But... um Anyway, uh, uh, Juan from Newmarket, different shaped objects, like trying to figure out what variations can penetrate U.S. That's a good point. So Juan from Newmarket points out that every one of these balloons has been a different shape. And it's likely that what they're doing is testing to see which ones can get through undetected. That's a, that's a great point. Juan, from, I, got, I got some amazing people in my audience. Um, um, what else we got here? Tony from Piedmont. All ambiguous statements, just the way they want it. There you go, Brian from Huntsville. Different shapes, Macy's Day Parade escape balloons. <laughs> if you see the large balloon of Mickey Mouse flying by or Snoopy, you know something's up. Brandy from Athens says the same thing we had a minute ago from uh, from Tony, or uh, from Juan, I mean. Uh, the different shapes are to see which ones get detected the soonest. Colin from Decatur says, I bet they're doing something else now that we're all focused on the balloons, and that was probably the plan. Uh, who knows, man? Listen, we got tons of stuff. Oh, man, there's still t- I can't even keep up, man. They, the texts are dropping in quicker than I can read them. I'll get back to more here in a minute. Let me jump back onto my materials because I've resourced this show heavily. Let me see which one do I want here. I think I pretty much kind of covered that one. Uh, let me jump into this. Daily Caller. Daily Caller, which is the, uh, the, the, the print version of Heritage Foundation's material. The Daily Caller has a piece that came out Friday afternoon. Biden administration, spy balloon incident did not cause a big hit to relations with China. Really? Not at all. Everything's good. Now, here's how lame this is. It says, according to both President Joe Biden and the State Department, the presence of a Chinese spy balloon over U.S. soil early this month did not have a big impact on relations with the Chinese Communist Party. Did not. No. 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 Didn't. No. We didn't cause any problems. Biden himself, by the way, that was an awful interview, if you haven't seen it. Did you see it, Boomer? Did you see that interview with Biden and uh, PBS anchor Judy Woodruff? 
I did not oh, actually. It was, oh, it was it's so bad. bad. It was so bad. Oh. It just looked like he was so unprepared to answer any questions and just, it was awful. Anyway, Biden himself flatly answered no to an interview question published Wednesday in which PBS anchor Judy Woodruff asked if the relations between Washington and the Chinese Communist Party have taken a big hit. That's all he said, no. And she went, why do you say that? Oh, I got to explain it? Okay. Anyway, he said, look, I made it clear to Xi Jinping that we're here to compete fully with China, but we're not looking for conflict, and that's been the case so far. Okay, State Department spokesman Ned Price got into this. Price said the reasons the relations are not taking a big hit is that ties with the PSC are already in a what he called a fraught state. <laughs> in other words, it's not meant, but we don't make it worse. It's already bad. You know, the house is already burning. Why do we care? He explained that acts like this is awful. This is this is so freaking lame. This is a guy who's the what's his position again? State Department spokesman Ned Price. State Department. He explained that acts like flying a spy balloon over the length of the continent of the United States is what the administration has come to expect from Beijing. No, it's not. You, you sorry, lame individual. No, it's not. I mean, that's, that's, but what he basically said was, oh, it's just China being China, man. Ain't no big thing. We've come to expect this kind of stuff. You know, spy balloons. It's just China being China. That is the lamest answer I have ever heard. That's like, you know, you, you find the kid doing donuts in your front yard, chewing up your grass. You go out there and say something. After a while, he does it three or four more times. You go, well, you know, it's just that kid. He just does that thing. No, it doesn't work that way. You don't sit idly by and go, yeah, it's just China being China, man. That's just absolutely. Well, China cares, by the way. China does care. Chinese diplomats, it says, have adopted a harsh line towards Washington since Biden ordered the shooting of a Chinese spy balloon a week ago off the coast of the Carolinas. The CCP condemned the indiscriminate use of force when the balloon was shot down, said it reserved the right to take similar action if the roles were ever reversed. Beijing also declined to even take a call from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. Okay, so there's been no big hit to U.S.-China relations, according to the president. (laughs) State Department spokesman Ned Price he says, well, you know, it's not a big hit because things are already bad anyway. And, you know, we've come to expect this kind of thing from Beijing. Just China being China. The Chinese, on the other hand, are going, you know, thumping their chest and going, we got your number. That's what they're saying. They're basically saying, we're, we're, we're not playing your games. And, yes, it's a big deal to us. Okay. Well, Wall Street Journal says this balloon has now opened a new flashpoint in U.S.-China relations. So, yes, it's causing a big ripple. Yes, it's a big deal. It's also a big deal to us, this John and Jane citizen. It's a big deal to us because fighter jets are flying over sovereign U.S. territory, shooting things down. How would you feel? Let me make up another analogy here. You ready? How would you feel if you had a business in downtown wherever. And the police had to keep coming because there was criminal activity shooting bad guys in the street outside your business. At some point, wouldn't you go, this is not normal. This is not good. Yeah, but we got the bad guy. But you had to shoot them out there in the street in front of me. Yeah, but they're not going to come back. Yeah, but you had to shoot them in the street in front of my business. 
You, you don't not want them to shoot, but you also don't want to be a place where they have to shoot. And so it creates an instability. It creates a, a sense that things are not right. We have F-22s and F-16s flying over sovereign U.S. territory, shooting things down for the first time in the history of the United States. Meanwhile, we're trying to call China on the phone, and they won't answer. We'll talk about that when we get back. Let's go ahead and take a break, Boomer. We'll do that. We'll come back and wrap this section up. Balloon Wars, this stuff matters, y'all. It really does. When you look at the, the overall aspect of projection of foreign power, power with the acronym DIME, diplomacy, information, intelligence, military, economic, this stuff matters. It just does. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right, saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, folks, before I go any further, I got to tell you about ZLA Solutions. So ZLA Solutions, they've been with us since the beginning of this show, well over a year and a half. Uh, we've been on the air and they were there from day one. And ZLA Solutions is doing an amazing job at getting jobs and people lined up. So they can do a lot of things for your business. They can help you with things like sorting and containment, quality control, uh, you know, warehousing, logistics, all that kind of stuff. But their bread and butter is still staffing. Direct hire or temp, blue collar, white collar, no collar, it don't matter. ZLA Solutions, if you're looking for a job yourself, go to their website. They, can, they got jobs posted right now. You can check them out, find the one for you. Great wages all across North Alabama. But they've also got, though, the ability to help you as an employer to fill out the ranks of your workforce. It, it may be that you need, you know, onesies and twosies with special niche skills, like they're hiring big right now for a gig in uh, Redstone Arsenal. Uh, high-tech, white-collar jobs, high-paying. They're hiring for that right now. But they can, they, can, they can do everything. They can hire a whole shift of people if you need it. All I'm saying is this. They can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing, all of it, and staff you up the way you need. And they just had the biggest year they've ever had doing that. So check them out, ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. That's their website, ZLAUSA.com. And then do me a favor, tell them you heard about it on the Right Side Radio. Um, hey, back to this, uh, this, this whole thing. I'm going to finish up this section on balloon wars. We're going to learn more. This is a developing topic. I suspect we're going to hear more tonight. I have no way of knowing whether we'll shoot down another balloon in the next 12 hours, 10 minutes, who knows. Um, but... I look at, by the way, during the break, Justin Trudeau, president of Canada, just came on, took credit for, you know, saying, I ordered the shoot down. By the way, Justin Trudeau, why does he always look all dreamy eyed? You ever notice that? Like he's, like he's, like he's trying to pose as the sweet guy in 17 magazine for teenage heartthrobs. I mean, why does he, why does he always look like that? 17 magazine. Wow. Anyway, Justin Trudeau. I ordered the shoot down. Actually, what he said was, I ordered the shoot down. That's what he said. Um, yeah, just with just the dream, super sweet. Dreamy eyes. <laughs> dreamy eyes. Got to get the dreamy eyes. 
Oh, he's so cute with the hair and the dreamy eyes. Anyway, <laughs> um, so story here on military.com. Military.com says, it, the headline is, it just rang, meaning the hotline is going unanswered. It says, within hours of an Air Force F-22 downing a giant Chinese balloon that had crossed the United States, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin reached out to his Chinese counterpart via a special crisis line aiming for a quick general-to-general talk that could explain things and ease tensions. I mean, what's there to explain? Hey, your freaking balloon was over our country, and we shot the sucker down. But let me explain. <laughs> uh, but Austin's efforts fell flat when Chinese Defense Minister Wei Fingay decided to decline to get on the line. Now, I do have to ask this question. Why is there a crisis hotline if no one wants to answer it? What's the point of having it? I mean... Like saying I dialed 911, but nobody answered. Anyway, from the Americans' perspective, it says the lack of the kind of reliable crisis communications that helped get the U.S. and Soviet Union through the Cold War without launching nukes is raising the dangers of a U.S. China relationship uh, having growing tensions and the inability to communicate. Um, China's defense minister says it refused the call after the balloon was shot down because it said the U.S. had not created the dialogue. Okay, that's just China just being a turd is what that is. Can I say that? Is that diplomatic speak? Is that is that proper? <laughs> On the diplomatic front, well, you have the look at the strange vernacular of diplomacy, things like he's a turd. All right, there's that. Said so it's not about any technical shortfall with the communications equipment, said Bonnie Glazer, managing director of Indo- No, well, we know that, Bonnie, because they said they refused to take the call. So it's not the it's not the phone. The phone rang. The phone rang, nobody wanted to pick it up. Now, Representative Michael McCall, who I believe chairs Defense uh, or, or Department of Homeland Security, uh, the Committee on Department of Homeland Security, he says, in his opinion, this Chinese spy balloon, the big one that shot down off South Carolina, in his words, it did a lot of damage. It flew over a number of highly sensitive U.S. intelligence sites, and in his words, it did a lot of damage. They say they've mitigated it. That's us. But going over those sites, in my, information, my judgment, caused a lot of damage. ABC News reports that this was, in fact, a reconnaissance platform. And CBS News says five Chinese companies and a research institute have now been blacklisted by the U.S. over the spy balloon program. But Biden says there's no big hit at all to the uh, U.S.-China relations. None. Just, you can't make this crap up. But we're going to keep on the story. This this is going to develop by the day. And we'll keep reaching out to some of our elected officials, see if we can get them in here for comment. But folks, I'm just telling you, F-22 shooting things down over sovereign U.S. territory, that is no small thing. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Number three on the Triple Dipper, killing the burbs. You're going to want to hear this. Wow. side ruffians out there you are listening to right side radio solid conservative just plain right
And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid and conservative and just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, um, listen, Just Love Coffee Cafe. Wow, what a menu they've got. So first of all, do they have coffee? Well, yes, they do. It's Just Love Coffee Cafe. But, um, and, and they got great coffees, award-winning dry roast coffees. Uh, they, the light roast, medium roast, dark roast, they can grind the beans fresh, make you a steaming cup of black coffee like nothing you ever had. But then they've also got what Charlene calls the treat coffees, the cappuccinos, the espressos, the lattes. And their baristas will put them together for you in, in just epic fashion. But they've got a menu, too, that'll knock your socks off. So let me just suggest to you, maybe, just maybe, you might want something different for lunch tomorrow. Just maybe. Maybe you go in and you get, hmm, how about the grilled Italian caprice, mozzarella cheese, basil, pepper jack cheese, sliced tomato served on a sourdough, grilled in a waffle iron with a side of balsamic vinaigrette, chips, and a pickle spear. I like it when I read that. The pickle spear is the best part. Uh, but then uh, you got everything from salads, uh, uh, great sandwiches. They got soups. You can actually have breakfast for lunch if you want to. They got a kid's menu. Um, and, and then, you know, going on down, you, you get you got not only do you have the coffees I just talked about a moment ago, you got the cold brew coffees. You got incredible teas. Listen, Just Love Coffee Cafe is designed for you to enjoy it. The atmosphere, the food, the coffee, all of it. Two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road in Madison, the other on South Parkway in Huntsville. Just Love Coffee Cafe, Hughes Road in Madison, South Parkway in Huntsville. Check them out. And by the way, tell them you heard about it at Right Side Radio. I would appreciate that too very much. Um, Boomer, the text lines have gone ba-boom. <laughs> ba-boom, they ba- have. Ba-boom. Ba-boom. Uh, Tony from Piedmont, what did he text in? I can see if I can see it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a meme that I, I, I don't know how I can quote it, may do it any justice, but there it is. Uh, Frank from Madison talking about China not answering the phone. He says not picking up the phone was an answer. I agree. Ooh. I agree. That was their way of stiff arming. That's exactly what that was. Uh, John from Brownsboro. Um, I don't, what is he telling me here? I have a great shirt. He says, don't know if you would need licensing, but it says, I'm not arguing. I'm just explaining why I'm right. Or just plain right, I guess. Uh, Jay from Hartsville. Why can't we just admit the Chinese government is bad and our government sees it as the price of doing business? At the end of the day, it's all about money. I can handle that better than the lies, he says. Paul from Athens. If they can tell there's no radio communications unmanned, no explosive devices, and about the size of a small car, then they know what it is. I think it's the new EV Toyota Prius prototype. (laughs) Or the Elon uh, Musk SpaceX Tesla. Uh, Roger from Ardmore says uh, the CCP had to send the balloon over primarily red states to see what the successful states look like. That's interesting. Uh, Jeff from Indiana, voice texting from the road. Says, I wonder which costs more, the price of the spy balloon or the money they paid Joe Biden to get it across, let it go across America. Mm, interesting. Mm, wow. Um, Glenn from Bluntsville again uh, says, uh, Biden has already taken so much money he had to let the Chinese fly their balloons over. There's that. Uh, a lot of people believe he's he's been co-opted. Uh, my lovely bride, Charlene, just texted me and said, the question needs to be asked, why did we have to fly one of ours over Canada to shoot down the balloon? Why didn't they use their expensive missile to do it? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe somebody could tell me. Uh, I'm assuming that the uh, the Canadian Air Force actually has jets. Uh, but, um, but yeah, we, we scrambled. Our fighter coordinated with the Canadians, entered their airspace, and shot one of them down. I don't have an answer. 
I don't know, baby. I just don't know. Um, there's that. John from Lexington, South Carolina. Where'd it go? I just lost it. John from Lexington, South Carolina. Um, he's got, okay, he's got a YouTube video he sent me about somebody talking about the shoot down. I'll check it out later on. John, thank you. Uh, Gary from Decatur. Why did the first balloon fly over the entire country? We could have fired, we could have fried. Hang on a second. Why did we let the first balloon fly over the entire country when we could have fried every electronic circuit board on it, including the guidance systems with the Air Force's F-4 electronic warfare systems? I don't know the answer to that question, Gary. You're, at, you're, 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 you're deep in the question, bro. I don't know. Um, fry it, but you still got to bring it down so you can study it. Um, Mike from Athens. Why not just have General Milley call China? He has a hotline to them. Ooh. All right. And then uh, Gray Falcon from uh, Ardmore. Gray Falcon. He said, there's a Can there is a Canadian Air Force. I know there's a Canadian Air Force. I'm just wondering why they didn't shoot it down. Um, if you have any more in insight on that one, Gary, uh, Gray, is it Gray? Gray Gray Falcon, that's his name? Okay, Gray Falcon. All right. Uh, beats a blue falcon every day. Um, okay. All right, folks, listen. Next topic here. I'm not sure I can do this justice. Boomer, you get on the microphone, you say it, otherwise I'll get accused. That's right, my bad. <laughs> you may have to save it. John from Huntsville will accuse forget me to, of not getting for, my drippers Forget to done. push my, my unmute button sometimes. He's just talking away and nobody can hear him. <laughs> He's just saying those things that I get in trouble for later. Because um, you got a lot of lot of stuff. I do have a lot of stuff. This is a good topic, too, by the it way. It really is. So what's the topic, Phil? <laughs> you got to tease us with it. Yeah, you know, and I may unpack this a little more tomorrow. But but here's the thing. There is a move right now among progressives to get rid of the suburbs. And I ain't for it. I mean, truthfully, I believe there's got to be places where you're you're allowed to choose where you want to live. And if you want grass in your yard as opposed to concrete, you're probably going to be in the suburbs. But this is this this whole thing of equity in housing. This is an Obama rule that Trump rescinded, that Biden put back in. And that's just a mess. So I think I'm going to wind up unpacking this one more tomorrow. Uh, but um, I got a caller on line two there, boom. Jerry from Decatur. Jerry, how you doing, man? Did I lose him? Jerry, how you doing? I'm doing good, Phil. Hey, you can let Charlene know that Canada has nothing but a platoon for a defense system. That's it. That's why we had you down. They have, they have, they have what for a, for a defense system? A, a platoon. A platoon. That's all they got is a platoon, huh? Yeah, yeah. I've got you on two sides of the radio. I'm talking to you, Phil. Yeah, I, I can hear it in the background, man. It's, it's creating some nice feedback, too, by the way. Let me turn that thing. Can you hear me now? I, yes, sir. I can hear you. Um, okay. I was going to tell you to let Charlene know. That Canada has nothing but a platoon for a defense system. That's why they live under the umbrella of the United States military. Well, that 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 may wind up being. I, I've I've seen Canada have some pretty decent folks in the field, but I have nothing. I know I have no information about their uh, their air force. But I, I feel certain they got more than a platoon, bro. I just wonder why they didn't use it. <laughs> well, com well, compared to the United States military defense system, it's about that. Well, there well there's That's that. Why there is yeah, that. that's what I was saying. Jerry, yeah. thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, <laughs> Jerry, JT from Lacey Springs said me, it's time to speed dip. You got speed dip. <laughs> Ain't speed dipping. It wouldn't do it justice. Yeah. Why would I speed dip? Speed dip. Speed dipping. <laughs> sling that thing out there just to sling it. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Jeff from Indiana texted in and says, what I want to know is, 
Why are we using missiles with an explosive payload to obliterate the evidence when it could just be shot down with bullets? I don't know the answer to that question. Mm. Although I did, somebody did say, and it's unsubstantiated, that they believe that it may have actually been tried first and they had trouble because these balloons are, you know, the fabric on them is self-sealing, that it, you know, it was, it was not making the kind of impact that they wanted it to make. And so I don't, I don't know the answer. Kenny from Elkmont, he caught my blue falcon. I'm not going down that. Only a, he says only a military man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's true. Uh, and and I will I will reserve any further comment at that point. Kenny from Huntsville says the Canadian Air Force didn't shoot that down because they were all confined to quarters because of COVID exposure. That's probably <laughs> that's probably true. Mike from Huntsville, he says I heard a guy make a comment this morning that after seeing these balloons shot down, the hot air balloon industry must have taken a hit. I expect so. And then Mike from uh, Athens, Alabama, uh, he says, uh, airborne Mounties. <laughs> uh, Dudley Do-Right. All right, Boomer, let's tell you what. Let's just take a break about, uh, about a minute and a half earlier than usual. We'll do that right now. We'll come back and wrap up the day. Yes, I'm going to hold my last dipper. Ain't no speed dippers around here. Waste one on a speed dipper. Not to do that speed <laughs> dipper. No speed dippers No here. speed dippers right now. All right, folks, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right. Uh, I tell you what, brand new story just came out um, in the last uh, hour and a half, two hours. Um, ABC News reports that a significant portion of the Chinese balloon spy equipment has been recovered. That's, that's interesting. I hadn't seen the story yet. So a crane ship on the scene where a Chinese surveillance balloon went down in the waters off South Carolina has raised from the ocean bottom a significant portion of the balloon's payload. Officials have said the payload measured as much as 30 feet long, had all of the craft's uh, tech gear and antennas, and I'm told that it also had solar arrays. Uh, search and recovery efforts had to be halted at the end of last week because of bad weather and rough seas. The U.S. military shot down, yada, yada. We know that. Okay, so we don't, no pictures of it yet, um, but it was big, 30 feet long. I mean, that's, we're looking at, that's like the size of a semi-trailer. Um, it was about right. Boomer, would you think about thirty feet? Yeah, yeah, I would think. Um, that's that's a, it's a, they say it weighed over a thousand pounds. I mean, it was it was no small thing. No, uh, and just just okay. We'll find out more as time goes on. Looking at the last few texts we got for the day, uh, John from Huntsville. I don't know where this came from. He says, "I love me some Canadian bacon." <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to food with John. I don't know how that happens, but Canadian bacon. Why is it called Canadian bacon? By the way, is it really from Canada? Help well, me out here, no, I don't I, know. I don't think it is. I, it, looks, it looks like ham is all it looks like. It's ham. Yeah. It's fried ham. Just ham, guys. It's not bacon. It's a fried <laughs> ham. What you need is some serious, like, maple-cured, thick-cut bacon. <laughs> Man. Woo. And then put it on a donut. And maple, then put it on a donut. Maple yeah. bacon donuts. Um, yeah, we'll find out more about this, uh, this, uh, this, this whole thing with raising the wreckage. Um, and then we'll also see whether they can ever get anything out of the uh, – 
the Arctic Sea or uh, the tundra of Canada or the, um, the Lake Huron uh, because they don't know what they shot. Other story that I just saw a moment ago is the Department of Defense is saying it does not know. Like just an hour ago, it says U.S. does not know what objects the military shot down over the weekend. Um, what, what you got, bud? Oh, it, it was a caller. He actually said, is there any chance that there would be like a uh, Chinese sub out there watching the recovery of these balloons that we're doing? Uh, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Now, sure. it's on the opposite side of the country. Chinese right. subs getting from the Pacific to the Atlantic would That'd be, be a, a long haul. That's a long haul. They can do it, certainly. Um, and there's the polar route, and they can you know, they'll always make their way down around the Cape. But uh, I think most uh, Chinese submarines are going to wind up being in the Pacific theater. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but they got plenty of satellites. They're watching. Mm-hmm. They're watching. And who knows? For all we know, that thing's still transmitting. <laughs> still transmitting from, yeah. from under know, the water. Just uh, E.T. is calling home as we speak. Yeah, but a uh, story here on uh, Reuters in the last hour. The U.S. does not know what objects the military shot down over the weekend. So we, we have no idea. But we shot it down because it wasn't supposed to be there. I, this, this whole thing just... Just reeks of weirdness. Um, and I don't know where it's going to wind up ending. I, I look at it and think, okay, are we going to find out more? Is there, is, there, is there a history of this and we're just finding it out? Or is this going to wind up being something that um, it was a one-off situation? I, I, I don't disagree with listeners who texted in a while ago and said that what we tend to have, uh, the, the, the thought process now is that we may have, is um, the big balloon was the real one and China's now descending over test flights. See what else we can detect. Mm. Yeah, just 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 probing, and that's you know in in the infantry we had what we call recon by fire. Um, you know you 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 fire and you wait to see if they respond so you you can figure out where they are because they return fire. Well, they're they're watching right now to see what our reactions would be. That's exactly what I was going to say. They're right now they're just watching to see what we're going to do. Yeah, and how we're going to react to them. Are we going to be just like oh it's just China? Well, that, that's what that like, State Department exactly. guy said. It's just China. It's Ned Price. Space Department spokesman, ah, you know, we've come to expect this kind of thing from China. Mm. No, Ned, no. We don't expect these kinds of things from anybody floating their crap over our sovereign territory. Um, U.S. said on Monday it still did not know the origin or purpose of three aerial objects that its military shot down over the weekend at Washington and, as Washington and Beijing traded accusations about high-altitude balloons. American and Canadian officials were unable to explain the origin of the three objects. So sooner or later, this transparency thing's got to kick in. Because if this begins to simmer down and we never got the details of it, then I'm going to call foul. And, I mean, right now there's a situation. They're finally handling it. But they can't just not tell people what just flew over. Um, yeah, okay. Where was I? I just, I just saw a text come through about the Panama Canal. Is that Tony? Yeah, Tony from Piedmont. Say, so, yeah, own the Panama Canal, thanks to Carter. Yes, exactly. We used to have the Panama Canal. Now we don't. Thank you, Carter. Um, Wall Street Journal has a piece, Why NORAD Didn't Spot Suspected uh, Spy Balloon. And, and, the, and the real belief is there were anomalies that were being picked up, but we didn't believe anything was of, of issue. Now we're realizing, holy crap, they're flying balloons carrying entire you know electronic arrays. And so uh, one general said that uh, we are... Um, uh, in an enhanced state of, of scrutiny right now, and that everything's getting checked. I guess the reality is it's going to have to remain that way. Because mm-hmm. if, we, if we stop seeing balloons and we don't do anything, a year and a half later, they're bringing them back. Now, next year is going to be a very interesting year, by the way. 
because there is a there's a there's a lot of talk and analysis right now about hmm China Taiwan when would be the opportune time Taiwan goes through its presidential elections next year oh by the way we go through our presidential elections next year it's a time of what they would refer to as political distraction and 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 you also got a, a time when there's this heightened sense of sense of not wanting to screw up your own election, so it slows down your decision making because you don't want to be that guy. Well, be the guy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm but I'm pretty sure that's the way. I mean, Trump made his decisions on what he had to do. Biden makes his decisions on. I don't know what he makes his decisions on, but I think he makes his decisions far more in terms of the the polling data. What is best for me to say right now? How can I do this? Uh, how can I do this and get away with it? All that to say, we got another one right now. Top general says suspected Chinese spy balloons have flown over the Middle East. Okay. This is defense uh, Politico in their defense uh, uh, segment. U.S. military has observed a number of high-altitude Chinese surveillance balloons flying over the Middle East and Afghanistan in recent years. A top general. Really? Hmm. It's Politico, so I'm questioning. But the idea that we've been seeing this in other places, but we were doing nothing to detect it here, uh, I'm not getting this. Because the news is the latest disclosure about what U.S. officials are calling China's fleet of surveillance balloons that have recently flown over the U.S. and 40 countries. Where is Politico getting its news? Suddenly we're, we're getting reports that there were over 40 countries and we've seen them before in Afghanistan and the Middle East. I'm calling bunk on this one. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see if I can find a quote in here that actually gives them reference. Um, the balloons in U.S. Central Command's area responsibility did not fly near sensitive U.S. military facilities, said Lieutenant General Alexis Grinkowicz, the commander of U.S. Air Force's Central Command, hmm, at an event with the Center for New American Centric Security on Monday. Is he saying 40 countries, though? I don't see it. i got to go back and study this one because, first of all, it's Politico, and I don't mm. trust him. Well, hey, on a lighter note, I have a Give question. Give me a lighter note, dude. A lighter note. What's tomorrow? Valentine's Day. Oh, brother. So I just want to remind you, all the gentlemen out there. You, you're a good man. <laughs> you probably just saved a few hides. Don't forget, tomorrow's we, Valentine's Day. We, 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 had, we had some doings at the house. Uh, uh, we had some people over for Charlene did her wonders for a, a Valentine's meal for some mm-hmm. friends uh, Saturday. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's still Valentine's for us. And I've got to make sure that I follow your advice. There we go. All just right. just trying to save a, save a couple guys out there, maybe. I know I needed it one day. So <laughs> A few right-side ruffians. A few right-side ruffians. Just got thrown a bone right there. <laughs> John from Huntsville gave me an A-. minus. So there's that. I got my A- minus for the day. You got your A- minus for the day. And Paul from Athens says, uh, Biden says anything that he had... Biden says that anything that is screwed up, Trump has done it for the last two or three times more. Yeah, two or three times worse. I, he does every time. All right, we made it through. Listen, uh, tomorrow morning we're going to have tomorrow afternoon we're going to be back again. I'll have number three of the Triple Dipper will be number one, probably killing the burbs, along with other stuff, and we'll keep tabs this balloon story, folks. I'm telling you, you guys are an amazing audience. You're the reason why we do this every day. Y'all have a great night. Boomer and I back here tomorrow too. We'll see you then.
right side ruffians out there, you are listening to Right Side Radio, solid conservative, just plain right.